All right, all right. Let's grab a seat, grab a seat. Hey, Gaddon, I forgot, in case you're wondering, because I know you are back there, I forgot to put my mic on. Just forgot. So we're just going to go with this. All right? All right, yeah. Um, grab a seat, grab a seat. I got, like, Adam and Eve back there. Grab a seat. Got a cowboy or two. Post Malone. It's back there. If he could grab a seat. No, I'm kidding. I just wanted to say that. <laughs> if you could put your, if you could just extinguish the joint and have a seat, that would be great. Um, all right, did you guys, <laughs> I don't know if you can't take me seriously or I just can't take some of you seriously when I look at you right now. I don't know which is worse. I don't know if Ryan dresses a Ninja Turtle. I don't know. I know. Okay, but regardless, if this is your first time with us, we are so glad that you are here. I met a couple of first-timers tonight who's still dressed up. The confidence is extraordinary. Is a dragon or something happening around here? Uh, first time. But did you come expectant tonight? Did you? Did you come expectant that God might speak to you tonight? That he might move tonight? You did not. Let's try it again. Did you come expectant that God might move tonight? Yes. So tonight uh, is a little bit different. It'll be a little bit of an abbreviated service because when it's over, we want to be able to go out and hang out and there'll be food and dinner and fun and all that kind of stuff out there. So that will be happening. But before we get to that, we have some pretty exciting things to move through. First thing is this. I want to tell you about something coming up on November 21st. It is the Thursday before Thanksgiving, and we have our first possibly annual Friendsgiving happening, all right? Now, you're saying, what is a Friendsgiving? I'm so glad you asked. Here's what it is. We will not be having C12 as you know it like this on that night. We will not all be gathering in this place. Instead, we will be gathering in groups of 25 to 50 in different places all over the community, in homes that have volunteered to host. You'll sign up for a home and go, and again, there'll be 25 to 50 people from C12 there, and there'll be a full Thanksgiving meal, all the turkey, all the things, all the desserts, all the stuff, um, you'll be able to get to know other people. Sometimes when you come in here and the, and the group is large, it's hard to connect. It's hard to find your people in this place. And we want to sort of downsize it a little bit and let you be able to find community. And so tonight, the link to sign up goes live. And I will tell you this, and this is so true. There is limited space. I mean, limited space. So if this is interesting to you, and if you have a group of people that you're like, hey, I want to make sure we all show up at the same house, and we're eating around the same table, and we're having the same dinner, and we're connecting, you want to grab your people and sign up. And you can take a picture, go to this thing, scan that. It'll take you to the link, and you'll be able to see how you can choose where to go. But you're going to want to be there. You're going to get to meet people you don't know. You're going to get to hang out with people you do know. And the whole night, by the end of it, our hope is that you feel more deeply connected and you have formed different relationships. So November 21st, there's that. Um, you can take a picture now. You can, take a, you can scan it later. It doesn't matter. Um, but you'll hear more about it in the weeks to come. Friendsgiving. All right. I want you to, I'm going to ask you, a disc- we're going to open up today a little differently. You ready? I want you to grab, be in little pockets of a group. I want you to be in groups of maybe five to seven. It can be more, it can be less, but ish, all right? And you're just going to kind of cluster up. You don't have to get up and move necessarily. You're just going to kind of grab a group around you. And I want you to discuss a question, and I'm only going to give you a couple of minutes to do it. It's not a long, drawn-out thing, okay? All right, so grab your pocket. You got it? You may not know the people. It's okay. They're dressed funny. That's okay. Pockets of like, yeah, doesn't matter. Five to seven, whatever. All right. Does everybody have a group? If you don't have a group, let me see your hands so we can get you in one. Make sure everybody's kind of clustered together. All right, here's your question, here's your question. Okay. 
I want you to discuss what you think the weirdest thing about getting baptized is. I want you to discuss, and like, perhaps you've been baptized and things seem weird. Perhaps you've never been baptized and you've always thought it, it was weird. Perhaps you've never heard of baptism and it's always been this thing that you never want to do and you thought was weird. If you don't think it's weird, I want you to discuss why you think other people think it's weird. What are some reasons people would go, I'm not doing that. I'm not participating. All right? Take a couple minutes. All right, you're getting some good stuff. All right, all right, all right, all right. Focus, focus, focus. Give me a couple things. Like, what's, what would people think is weird about it? Having to be a new person. Having, like, just being a new person. That you would come up and be a new person. Well, just... Um I don't know, people might feel like insecure, so they uh, don't want to be like them old selves. Um, they might think, oh, I have to be a whole new person after I get baptized, and that could be uncomfortable for them. Yeah. Like, I don't want the expectation. Right, good. What else? Give me something else. What do y'all have? Um, we said, like, people don't really understand the significance of it just being like a tub of water. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tub of water. Like, what's the deal? Right. I know it's so, but it's true. People are like, why? I don't know what that is. And it's weird. Yes. I can't get to you. What is it? Uh, yeah, they don't understand because they are baptized as an infant or as a baby. And they're like, I don't understand this because that happened. All right. What else? Anything else? You said don't be? Oh, not being the, yeah, you want to be the first one. Trip, don't say that. Trip, no, not, not now. Now's not the time. <laughs> All right, what do we got over here? Anything else? I know you do. What do you got? Um, we had said doing it in front of a bunch of people you don't even know, like just being completely open with a bunch of people. You can't see because you're up there and you can't see a bunch of people, so that's, yeah. Being in front of strangers, people you don't know and feeling very, very vulnerable. All right, I'm coming back. What else? I'll take a couple more. Right, oh, you get wet. Right, right. You get wet. That's a thing. What else? Like the different views and opinions on baptism. Hold on. Hold on. Okay, what? Like the different like, views and opinions on baptism might get you confused, so you might not know what it really is. Yeah, different belief systems, what you grew up with, what you were told. How is it different in different churches? What? What is that? What you say? Holding your nose are not holding your nose. Right. That's real. What do you do? All right. You look like, you feel like, you, you look at me like I have the winning answer. You feel like you've won. All right, come here. Falling afterwards. Falling? Who baptized you? What kind of wild baptism was happening? When that went on, being uncomfortable in really wet clothes. Mm. Yes. Okay. So it's so interesting listening. There seems to be kind of two common threads. There's all of the uncomfortable things about it. Strangers, you know, wet clothes, um, feeling vulnerable. It, it just seems odd. Kind of the comfort stream of things feels, in, we feel insecure. And then there's this other stream that you guys are talking about a different belief systems and um, how do I make sense of what I've been taught or what I've seen or what I don't know. Um, and those, and I agree with you, those two threads of concerns or obstacles are the most common. So I want to spend about 10 minutes, not very long. And my hope is that at the end of it, you will understand why we do this. 
that you would be able to say to someone, this is why we do it this way. This is why, uh, this is what we believe. And even perhaps this is why I was baptized. This is why I chose to make that decision. So let me start here. When Jesus was about 30 years old, now he'd grown up as the son of a carpenter. So he learned the carpentry trade. He had not done any miracles. Nobody was walking around saying to him, oh, you're Jesus, you're the Messiah. This wasn't happening. He's about 30 years old, and he was just about to begin his public ministry, which is what we essentially read about in the Bible. All the stuff that Jesus did leading up to his death and his resurrection. That all happened within about a three-year time span. Jesus died and rose from the grave um, when he was around 33 years old. So at 30, when he's getting ready to begin this public process, he made a decision that before anything else began, he must be baptized. And so I want to take you uh, to a passage in scripture that is simply about the baptism of Jesus. It's up on the screen. It says, then Jesus went from Galilee to the Jordan River to be baptized by John. Now we're talking about John the Baptist. We're talking about the guy that it says ate locusts and honey and wore camel's hair. He's a wild guy. Think dreads. This is who John the Baptist is. He's very direct. He has no filter. He calls people's names. But Jesus loves him. Then Jesus went from Galilee to the Jordan River to be baptized by John. But John tried to talk him out of it. Yes, as would I. And John says, I'm the one who needs to be baptized by you, Right? Jesus, why on earth, why on earth are you asking me to baptize you and you should be baptizing me? He said, why are you coming to me? But Jesus said this, and this is so important. It should be done. It should be done for we must carry out all that God requires. From the very beginning, Jesus is saying, carry out all that God requires. Not 99%, not 80%, all that he requires. So John agreed to baptize him. Verse 16. After his baptism. So you just kind of have to imagine this, right? You got to imagine Jesus, a grown man, 30 years old. He goes in. John the Baptist, around the same age, takes Jesus under the water, brings him back up. And I often wonder, what do you say in the name of the Father and you? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, in your name, I don't know. Um <clears throat> Jesus came up, okay, after his baptism, Jesus came up out of the water, the heavens were opened, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and settling on him. And a voice from heaven said, this is my dearly loved son who brings me great joy. This is where Jesus launched his ministry, but understand that he knew would lead to the cross. He knew that that yes to baptism was the final piece before the real journey began. And he knew where it would go. This was his public commitment to God's plan. This was his public commitment to you and to me. When Jesus went down under the water and came up out of the water, he was saying, I am all in. Boldly letting everyone know. I mean, the Father, a dove descends, the Holy Spirit comes upon him, a voice from heaven, right? This is my son. It was letting everyone know who Jesus was. It was sort of this, like, debuting of the Messiah. Jesus' whole life he knew. His whole life he knew what he was there for. But his whole life had been just a silent yes inside, a knowing in the head, but not a walking out in the body. This moment was Jesus going from a silent yes to a bold yes. Because is a silent yes really a yes Right? Have you ever seen like videos or things of that of people proposing? You know, somebody proposes and then they wait, right? And you just wait for the person to say something. Say yes, please don't say no. If the person says nothing, is that it? I mean, if they say nothing, don't you interpret that as no? 
I mean, you really only interpret a yes as a yes. Is a silent yes really a yes? If you ask someone something and they give no response, you assume it's a no. When Jesus was baptized, he was giving a loud yes, moving it from inside of him to outside of him. That ritual that day began a new reality. Baptism represents your new reality. It's what it does, and it represents two pieces of your new reality. The new reality it represents is, first of all, a new you. A new you. It represents a new identity. Baptism has to be your decision to declare that you no longer belong to you. Before you're baptized, before you've accepted Christ into your life, you belong to you. You make your own decisions. You decide what your life is going to look like or not look like, which means you're left to your own power and your own limits. When you accept Christ into your life and then you choose to go public with that and you're baptized, you are then, you then have access to God, his power, his limitless power. It's a new you, and you belong to him. And I don't know. I don't necessarily think we like the idea of belonging to someone else. You don't know me, right? You're going to control me. God, you're going to tell me what to do with my life. I know what to do with my life. I'm here. You're there. We don't even like the idea of belonging to someone else. But how well is it working for you just belonging to you? Right? I mean, we just belong to ourselves. Could we all just admit, like, we come to the end of ourselves often. Where we know we can't solve this. We know we can't do this. We know we can't make this happen. Us belonging to ourselves is not nearly as good as the world would like to make it sound. Baptism is not salvation. Now, this is really important. It's really, really important because a lot of you came up with a lot of different belief systems. Please understand, baptism is not salvation. Salvation occurs when you place your faith in Jesus Christ and you say to him, I believe that you died for me and I believe that you died so my sins could be forgiven. I believe you paid that penalty for me. And I'm committing the rest of my life to you. Those two things, I believe in you and I'm committed to you. It is from that moment that you are saved by faith. Baptism is not salvation. So then what's the point? Baptism reveals your salvation to the world. It reveals it. I can walk into this room and I can know I'm married. I can know that. Do you know what tells you that? My ring. Right? I have a ring on. You see someone with a ring on, you go, oh, okay. They're married. It reveals the fact that I'm married. That's what baptism does. Now, I could take my ring off and leave it home, and my husband would wonder why. Why do you not, I mean, I don't understand. Why don't you want people to know that you're married? Is this a problem? I mean, it would be a conversation. I haven't taken it off in 20 years. He would want to know why. I often wonder if the Lord thinks, we've made a commitment to each other, a covenant to each other. You've said you believe in me. You've said that you want to spend the rest of your life with me and your eternity with me, and you won't put the ring on. Baptism reveals a new reality that you are a new you and you belong to him and that you are a son or daughter of the king. See, belonging to God is the best thing in the world. It means you have an inheritance. Who doesn't want that, right? Belonging to God means that you are empowered by the Holy Spirit here. He transforms you. He prunes the bad out, grows the good. And then someday when our bodies pass from this life, our spirit goes on to live forever. We're not condemned to hell forever because of what Jesus did for us. It's a new you. The water isn't holy. But it symbolizes that you've been made holy. Because Jesus is holy. And 
I know my um, when my kids were little, we lived in a very very small town, and uh, the schools in that town were not awesome, and the only other option in that small town was a Catholic school, really for my kids. Um, so I sent my little ones to Catholic school because the education was great. But they're in a Catholic school, so they're learning some of the Catholic ways, and so we would talk about that. So I'm going to say a couple of things here, and, and please understand, I have a high value for the reverence that Catholics give to the Lord. Sometimes I think that we lose that in the church, this idea of reverence. But we do have some points of disagreement. And I remember um, I discussed with my kids that the water that would be inside of the church was not holy. Because there was holy water, and the kids would come up and put their hands in it and do the sign of the cross with this holy water. And uh, my daughter, um, who has a little bit of a rebellious streak, thought it would be funny one day, because in her mind, the water's not holy, even though everyone around her thinks it's holy. So she took a little, uh, she, took her, she walked up to the big, the big thing of holy water, dipped her hands in it, and took a drink in front of everyone. And declared that it wasn't holy. And I had to go fix that with the nuns, which I did. I'm so sorry. I'm really sorry. Uh, some of you grew up believing that your infant baptism or it was a moment of salvation. And in fact, you've never made a decision to be baptized as an adult because that happened in your family would be upset or all, all manner of things. Can I say this to you? It's not a rejection of your infant baptism. It's actually just an affirmation of the hopes and dreams that your parents had when they did that. Does that make sense? It's really just an answer to their prayers. It's not a rejection of them. It's a fulfillment of their prayers and hopes. Baptism represents your new reality. It's a symbol of your spiritual resurrection. All right, new you. Second thing it, it is a representation of is there's a new way. A new you, and there's a new way. Your commitment to the Lord, there's a new way that you're going to live. As Jesus was saying, hey, I'm all in on this thing. I am all in. It's you going, I'm all in. Because you could be saved, you could accept Christ, you could become a Christian in the quietness of your seat, in anonymity inside of your car or in a room somewhere. You can do that. Baptism is you. It's, you can't hide that. It's going all in. And do you know the early Christians, when they were first uh, became Christians, they immediately got baptized. There was no time between. There wasn't like a point of decision. In fact, the Bible didn't even count the salvation unless you got baptized. It's a big, big deal. It represents a new way and a commitment. It's putting the ring on because it's a silent yes, really a yes. It's a commitment to live as a child of the king, to stop living as a slave, to know God, his word, and his ways. Don't miss that. Um, it's a commitment to learn God's word in his ways. It doesn't end here. This is not the end. This is not the finish line. In fact, this would be the starting line. This is where it begins. It's where it starts. This isn't a symbol of your perfection. It's a symbol of Jesus' perfection. You don't come up out of the water and then every decision you make from there on out is just perfect. It's the beginning. It's the starting line. You know, living out your new identity, the new you and the new way. Um, I said this to our volunteers before we started tonight. And I'd like to say it to you. The enemy is not afraid of what you've done or who you were. He doesn't care. He doesn't care what you've done. He doesn't care who you think you were or who you think you are. The devil is terrified of what you could do and who you were created to be. He's terrified you're going to say yes. He's terrified that the gifts and the talents that God implanted in you before you were even born are actually going to come to fruition. He is terrified that you're going to be invited into obedience with the Lord and into salvation with Jesus and that you're going to say yes and that you're going to discover that God has a plan and a destiny for you and you're going to do it. And he's terrified of that. 
And it is in your decade, at your age, that he works so hard. Because if he can get you to go sideways right now, it will literally affect the rest of your life. It will affect someday those of you that get married, it will affect them. Someday those of you that have children, it will affect your parenting. Someday it will affect your career. It will literally affect everything if he can get you to say no to God now. If he can get you to go, you know what, I'm saved. Uh, Heather just said this isn't really salvation, so technically, you know, it's not necessary in order uh, to go to heaven I would say to you, it's not necessary for me to go home to be married. It sure as heck helps. Right? It helps. It's how the relationship is built. It's how trust is built. It's how intimacy is built. It's how strength is built. It's how maturity happens. It's a new you in a new way. I love what Orion said that, you know, sometimes people think, well, if I come up, you know, out of that, is there the expectation? If I get baptized and then people see me get baptized, then people are going to expect me to be a certain way. The expectation is that you have given your life to Jesus, that you've committed your life to him. And that you're not going to forsake him. And that when you get knocked down or when something goes wrong or when you fail because you will, that you'll get back up. That's what it is. It's you saying, and I don't have to get back up on my own because now I have the power of the Holy Spirit living in me. Because now I can do all things through him who gives me strength. Because now I'm with the God of the impossible. This is something I've drawn here at C12 before. I think last time we talked about baptism. One hundred percent of the people who get saved, or who would claim to be Christians, let's call it for the sake of numbers, 100 people. Let's just say I've got a a group of 100 people, and they say, I'm a Christian. So somewhere along their life, they have told the Lord uh, that they believed in him, and they've said, I'm committed to you. They've done that. Statistics tell us, data, because we keep track, that roughly, depending on the church, but about 50% of those people will get baptized. 50, half. Does that half? Half. Half of the people will do what Jesus said to do. Half of the people will do what he did. But do you know what 100% of the people are doing? Lord, give me more in my life. Lord, bless me with more. Lord, I keep praying these things and asking you for these things and doing these things, and I keep obeying. And, and, and Lord, and I, I just, I really, really feel like you're not answering my prayers. And, I, and the Lord says, you won't even do the bare minimum and that you want, you want me to give you the maximum. You can't even hold the responsibility of getting wet. It bothers you. How in the world are you going to hold the responsibility of all that will come at you throughout life in serving Jesus Christ? We were not promised an easy road, but we were promised a fulfilling road. If you want a fulfilling road, you've got to go with Jesus. If you want an empty and easy road, don't. I don't have stats because how do we, we can't really know. But much less of a percentage gets here. And I would call this full life. When Jesus said, I've come that they might have life and have it to the full. I would call this Holy Spirit, um, powered, peace, love, joy, faith, all of those things that live here. And that a lot of you can't figure out how to get to. And so you get saved. And when you can't figure out how to get here, you just get saved again and saved again and saved again. A lot of you are very, very saved. Like some of you are super, super saved. Okay. Like you have filled out 52 cards and you have come forward at church many, many times. And you are super, super saved. 
But then some of you even do this. You go, you get saved, and then you got baptized, but um, you, you just can't, you can't get here, and so you, uh, you get baptized again. And that, and you get, then you get saved again, and then you get baptized again, and you get saved again, and you get baptized. I mean, you've been, you've been jumping in tubs often. <laughs> you know? You can't even begin to understand this if you can't come through this. And it might seem so small, right? It might seem so like, really, Heather? Me getting in this tub and being baptized? Really, that's the ticket to this? It's not the quick fix to that. It's the path to it. And if you can't obey in the small things, you will not obey in the big things. You just will not. You're in the safest place you could be in this room with people that will do nothing but rejoice and cheer you on. With people that will live journeys of brokenness and journeys of sin and have experienced forgiveness and grace too. And when they see you do this, all it does is remind them of the moment that that happened with them. And they remember. And they remember that they're a new person. They remember that there's a new way. Stop trying to reclaim what was and move towards what could be. Stop going in search of an emotional moment and go in search of Jesus. So tonight, we are going to baptize a few people. We have a few people that have signed up and are ready to do that. I also want to extend an invitation to you that if you did not sign up and you did not come ready to do that, you could still be baptized. Yes. And here's how, here's how that works, because you are like, what? No, I'm dressed as a dragon, and that's not, I am not prepared for that. Um, so we are prepared for you. We've been praying for you all. We've been planning for you. So if you decide in the next few moments, and I'll give you instructions on all of those things in just a minute, that you want to be baptized you're going to follow my instructions. In the back of the room, we have bags full of T-shirts and shorts, and, and you can get changed to get baptized and then get back changed into your clothes. Like, we, we planned for you. We came in expectation that God was going to move. So you can make that decision tonight. Now, before you make the decision to get baptized, you really should know that you've made the decision to follow Jesus. So if you've never given your life to Jesus, if you've never, um, if, you don't, if you would say, I don't know that I'm a Christian, I don't, I don't know that I've ever begun the relationship, you have to begin the relationship. You have to have the conversation with him where you tell him. So I have a prayer that um, they're going to put up on the screen. And there's nothing like, <clears throat> you don't have to use these words. There's nothing magical about these words. It's just an example it's just a model of what you could say. But in a moment, I'm going to lead you in prayer, and you could pray something like this. Father in heaven, I confess that I'm a sinner in need of you. I cannot continue as I have been. Please forgive me of my sin through Jesus' sacrifice. I commit to follow you in obedience and live for you always. I'm all in. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for forgiving me in Jesus' name. Amen. You can pray something like that. Or you can use your own words. And you can make a decision tonight to follow Jesus. And then you can make a decision to be baptized. And we would love nothing more than to walk you through that. Will you bow your heads with me? If you would like to accept Christ tonight. If you would like to leave this room. Knowing beyond a shadow of a doubt that your eternity is secure, that the Holy Spirit is with you in this life. I'm going to pray that prayer out loud. And you could just pray it with me in the quietness of your seats. You just simply pray it with me. Say, dear Jesus, I confess that I'm a sinner. And I need your forgiveness. I believe 
that you came to this world to die for me. And I believe that you rose from the dead so that I could spend forever with you in heaven. I commit the rest of my life to you. I'm all in. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for forgiving me. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for this moment. In your name, amen. All right. We're going to be doing a few baptisms tonight that we've already planned. And you're going to hear some of their stories. And we're going to be kind of worshiping in and throughout, you know. Um, If you would like to be baptized tonight and you didn't plan on it, if you accepted Jesus tonight for the first time, your very next step is baptism. And we provided this for you. It's good. You're good to go. So if you would like to be baptized tonight, you can just simply get up at any point during the worship, during the baptisms, and you just walk to the back to those open doors, and there are volunteers back there, and they will get you the shorts and the t-shirt. They'll get you everything you need. They will tell you what to do. They will walk you through this whole thing. Um, No need to worry, okay, if that's a decision that you would like to make tonight. But uh, we've got a few that are going to get baptized tonight. Let me just tell you something. When they come up out of that water, they should hear a deafening scream, right? They should hear a deafening scream of their brothers and sisters in this room cheering them on as they say, I am all in. All right? All right. Who's up? Hello? Oh. All right. All right, everybody, I'm Kyle. Uh, Oh, this is loud. Uh, Alan's been my roommate for a little bit over a year, and I got to see him through maybe the hardest part of this testimony you're about to hear. He wrote this. um, It says... I was born in Germany and I moved to the United States when I was five years old and I was raised in a household where my parents had two separate belief systems, which caused a lot of confusion spiritually, but always had my viewpoint set towards Jesus. They left me to choose my own path for my life. After a lot of mistakes and bad decisions, I ended up serving time in jail. Jail gives you a lot of time to think. I spent my days alone reflecting on my past with the stresses of life and pressure of life being eliminated. It was through this time of solitude, reflection, and prayer that my mind was unclouded. I came to my senses and allowed the Spirit of God to resonate within my heart. When I got out of jail, now living a life for Jesus, I could see how God is moving in every aspect of my life with different job opportunities and grace I never expected. Every time something heavy has happened in my life, I do not feel overwhelmed like I used to. I am learning to be patient and pray through it. It is through prayer God has blessed me beyond my wildest dreams. When it, when accepted Christ, I felt a peace that I had never experienced before, and it was in that moment that I knew I needed to be baptized. Now, a year later, I have finally found a place where I belong and a community to be baptized in front of. All right. Ready? All right. All right, so I have two questions for you. Do you trust Jesus for the forgiveness of your sins? Of course. All right. And do you commit to follow him all the days of your life? All right, it's with a profession of faith, and it is my honor to baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. guys, my name's Nick, and this is uh, Chandler Burrow, my best friend. I've walked through uh, a lot of things with Chandler throughout our life, but he wrote down his testimony, and he'd like me to share it with you. Uh, I grew up always knowing who Christ was, but never followed him. Throughout high school and college, I lived life the way I wanted to, which led me to become sick and was temporarily paralyzed from the chest down in October of 2015. I wrote God off and took control of my own life. I thought that I could do it better when I realized I couldn't turn to drugs or and drugs and alcohol to find happiness. After two more hospitalizations, things only got worse. 
I became deeply depressed and still somehow by the grace of God, I didn't end up, didn't end up dead or at least in jail. Lost and desperate for some kind of answer, I turned to my best friend. Because of Nick showing me who God really was and what God's love really was like, I began to ask questions. Our conversations grew and we began attending C12 and through the love of this amazing ministry and consistent overwhelming amount of grace from God, I gave my yes to Christ at Passion City Conference in January of this year. Since I gave my yes, I picked up my Bible, and the more I read, the more I realized I was reading my own story. I started to pray and ask God to teach me more and to change my heart. I eventually signed up to serve here at C12, and that is when God got a hold of my heart. It is through serving God has, sh has been showing me what, right, what life really is about, a life of intentionally putting others before yourself. He has completely changed all of my relationships, including answering a prayer of restoring a relationship with my earthly father. After giving my life to Christ, I've learned that it is not always easy and it isn't what I want to do all of the time, but he is always faithful and things always work out better than I could ever have imagined. It's because of Jesus, I know I am enough forgiven and love. With all that said, Chandler, I got two questions for you. Do you trust Jesus for the forgiveness of your sins? Yes. Do you commit to follow him all the days of your life? Yes. It is by this profession of faith, it is my honor to baptize you in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Let's continue to stand as we continue to uh, respond. We're open to response around the room, but we're going to continue our time of response and, and open baptism with some worship. Let's sing this together. Sing Jesus. Jesus at the center of it all. It's Jesus at the center of it all. From beginning to the end, it will always be it's always been you, Jesus, Jesus. It's Jesus at the center of it all. Jesus at the center of it all. From beginning to the end, it will always be. It's always been you, Jesus, Jesus, cause nothing else matters, nothing in this world will do, Jesus, you're the center, everything revolves around you, Jesus, you at the center of it all. Hey guys, this is Abby. Can you guys give it up for Abby? <laughs> Abby, I have two questions for you. One, do you trust Jesus alone for the forgiveness of your sins? Yes. And two, do you commit to following him all the days of your life? I do. Then it is with that profession of faith uh, that I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Uh, so this is Wendy, uh, and uh, she uh, decided to get baptized tonight. Uh, so Wendy, I have two questions for you. Do you uh, trust Jesus for the forgiveness of, forgiveness of your sins? Yes. And do you commit to follow him all the days of your life? Yes. yes. 
It is with that profession of faith, I uh, baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. This is Alana. Can you guys give it up for Alana? Alana, I have two questions for you. One, do you trust Jesus alone for the forgiveness of your sins? Yes. And do you commit to following him all the days of your life? Yes, I do. And it is with that profession of faith that I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. guys, this is Zach. Can you guys get up for Zach? Okay. But this is a fun fact. Just a little fun fact. So one of the pastors at another campus texted me today and said, hey, I have this guy, Zach, and he really wants to get baptized at C12. When could that happen? I said, uh, today. Today we're doing that. So today you found out you were going to be baptized tonight, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. But it's awesome. Okay. So, I, but I love the way that the church works together. A lot of you are at different campuses and we all come together at C12 and Zach is a representative of that. It's awesome. All right. So this is my buddy, Zach. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and share with you his testimony. I accepted Jesus Christ as my savior a few weeks ago when God stopped me from running from him. I was wanting things from God that was not in his will. I've had so many struggles with my relationship with my parents, struggles with conforming to lies from Satan of being gay, and I fell into a really deep depression to the point of almost taking my own life. When God caught me a few weeks ago uh, through a fall retreat with GGC Wesley, why I fell on my knees and I begged God with all that I am that he would forgive me and come into my life so I may follow and worship him. I gave up running and I turned to Christ and gave my full trust and faith to him. And I now accept him to be my savior and allow God to mold me and shape me in any way he chooses. And with that testimony, I have two questions for you. Do you trust fully in Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins? Yes. And do you and do you promise to follow him the rest of the days of your life? Yes, absolutely. With that All right. <laughs> With that profession of faith, I baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit.
so this is Emily. Uh, she's uh, getting baptized tonight. Yeah. Um, so Emily, I got two questions for you. Do you trust Jesus for the forgiveness of your sins? Yes. And do you commit to follow him all the days of your life? Absolutely. Well, Emily, it is with that profession of faith, it's my honor and privilege to baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Hey, you guys, this is Chris. Can you guys get up for Chris? Chris, I got uh, two questions for you, man. One, do you trust Jesus alone for the forgiveness of your sins? Yeah, dog. <laughs> and two, do you commit to following him all the days of your life? I do. Man. It is that public profession of faith that I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. This is Sarah. Sarah, I'm so excited that you're taking this next step of your faith. I have two questions for you. Do you trust Jesus for the forgiveness of your sins? Yes. And do you commit to follow him all the days of your life? Yes. Well, it is my privilege to baptize you, my, my sister, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. This is my Tay. Can you guys get for my Tay? Hey, my Tay, I have two questions for you. One, do you trust Jesus alone for the forgiveness of your sins? Yes. And two, do you commit to following him all the days of your life? 
Yes, I do. Come on. It's with that profession of faith that I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Uh, so this is David, uh, and fun fact about David, uh, he's actually friends with Alan, who just got baptized. Um, so, uh, wait, is it your first time here? No. No, okay. Um, it's not his first time here. Um, <laughs> uh, so anyway, um, David, I got two questions for you. So do you trust Jesus for the forgiveness of your sins? Yes. And do you commit to follow him all the days of your life? I do. Well, David, it is with that profession of faith, it's my honor and privilege to baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Jesus be the center of my life. That's what we're saying here tonight. Jesus be the center of my life From beginning to the end It will always be, it's always been you, Jesus Oh, Jesus, at the center of it all Has he been so good? We're going to close in a final song. I um, mean, if you want to still get baptized, you got about, what, roughly five minutes? It's about how long it is? Okay. But before we do, um, I would just like to do something. And it's going to, it might feel like a little bit of an abrupt turn, but I think it's important as a community that we do that. And I don't even know if she's still in the room. Is Shelby in here? Hey, sweetie, would you, do you mind coming up here? So Shelby's father passed away this last week, and it's been a long journey, right? And um, I just felt like it's important tonight, one, we're going to pray for you, but two, um, because I know that some of the circumstances of your life, and I know that you feel like you're all alone, um, but I, I just want you to see a room full of people that would say to you, you're not. Okay. So, um, I would love for us to just pray for her, um, in this. And, um, I'm going to even pray some of the words of the song we're about to sing over you. Because even sometimes when there's loss in our life, it doesn't mean that, that God's promises have failed. It doesn't mean that doesn't mean that okay Lord we pray for Shelby Lord and we just pray in this loss Lord that you would um, Holy Spirit be ever present with her and comfort her Lord I pray as she lays her head on her pillow at night that she would find rest Lord we thank you that her father is with you and that this is not the end of their relationship, that there will be a day that they will see each other again. But Lord, man, it hurts right now. Lord, it hurts right now. Would you supernaturally invade her heart and her mind and her spirit, Lord, her soul? Holy Spirit, you are the great comforter. And we claim that promise right now. We claim the promise that you are the great comforter. And Lord, would you just surround her with your love? Every time she sees our faces, Lord, may she feel loved. May she know she has a place and she knows she has a people. Thank you for her, for her love for you, for the promises in her life that are not going to fail, for the plan that you have for her life, for the way that you, Heavenly Father, will be her father here. You will, you will be that for her.
In your name, Jesus, we pray. Amen. Thank you for coming up here. All right. All right, C12. We're going to sing together the song Promises Never Fail. It's one of my favorites. If you want to be baptized, you can still do it. You can still make the walk to the back corner, and there's volunteers back there that will help you and serve you and get you where you need to go. But I would love for us to just make this, like, I would love for us to just blow the roof off the place with this song. Can we do that? <clears throat> like, the amount of life change we have just witnessed in these tubs is, like, I don't even know. Like the stuff that people have been freed from, forgiven of, ridiculous. So we just want to lift the roof off of this place, Jesus, and just claim his promises. Let's sing.
12. Tonight is a great night, is it not? <laughs> Kanye came out with a new album, Post Malone's Baptizing People, so just kidding. Hey, this is Desiree. Can you guys get up for Desiree? Come on. Desiree, I have two questions for you. One, do you trust Jesus alone for the forgiveness of your sins? Yes. And two, do you commit to following him all the days of your life? I do. Well, it is with that profession of faith that I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. All right, can we give it up one more time for everyone who said yes to Jesus tonight? <laughs> 